0: Welcome, you're listening to the Agile Unemployment Podcast, where in each episode, We take an in-depth look at being out of work. We'll talk about the programs and benefits available to you. We'll talk about the job hunting process itself. And most importantly, we're going to address the psychological and emotional impact that being out of work has on the individual. I'm your host, Sabina Sulat. I'm an HR expert and author. A few years ago, I lost my dream job and found myself unemployed for the first time in my life. I was frustrated by the lack of resources and information available to people out of work. But more than that, I was just stunned by the fact that we don't talk about Unemployment. I took my experience and I turned it into a book and I now coach people to build resilience while they're out of work. If you are out of work, if you recently lost your job, or maybe you've been unemployed for a while, or maybe you're just afraid that you might lose your current job, this is the place to be. We're a safe place where we can talk about all aspects of being out of work. We can answer your questions and we can help you build resilience so that when you go back to work, you are stronger and more confident than ever. So let's get started. Hi, everyone. It's Sabina. Welcome to 2024. Let's hit the ground running. I know I normally like to give a little background on what's happening with the employment landscape. We're barely into January. Not a lot of information is out there for the year. As I keep saying, No matter what's going on in the news, if it's a good economy, bad economy, high unemployment, low unemployment, if you or someone you love is impacted, do those stats really matter? No. Because what matters to you is your life. What I want to do going into 24 is really emphasize now more than ever, we the employee have a say in our career trajectory. It's understanding our value, and taking that ownership. That leads me right into the first official podcast of 24. I'm so happy to be presenting this. Listen in as I talk with a friend and colleague of mine, Jess Rivera. Jess has developed this tool to help you start a new job called the New Job Notebook. And it is a way to track all the information that you need She's developed this great model that's not just all the who, what, when, where, why, how of a new job, but also how this is all going to play into you owning your future, your professional life, uh, how your ambition is going to be fueled by this job and the next job and the next job. It's a great, fun conversation with Jess. I hope you really enjoy it as much as I enjoyed speaking with her. We're definitely going to have her back. But in the meantime, let's think about how you want to move into 24, taking ownership of your professional life. I'll help you with the tools, some insights into how to do that. But let's start the new year right, and let's make sure that you understand you, the employee, are in the driver's seat. You are the asset. And it is your future to control as you want. So let's get started. Hey, everybody. It's Sabina. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Agile Unemployment Podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode. I say that every time, but I really mean it this time because my guest is a friend, a colleague, somebody who I actually really love and admire what she's doing. So today with me, I have Jess Riviera. Hi, Jess. Hi, Sabina.
1: Thanks so much for inviting me on. You're saying you're excited. I am equally, if not more so,
0: excited. (laughs) I think we've been planning this for a while, and we just have been two ships in the night. And I think it's very telling that we're actually meeting in December at the end of the year as we're starting a new one, because it dovetails so nicely into what you are doing.
1: I, I think so. And you're absolutely right about being ships in the night. And I think that we had this conversation before about just timing and things work out the way that they're supposed to work out. So I believe that this is the the cross section and the inner intersection in the universe where we are supposed to be here right now.
0: So I get this feedback from people listening to the podcast and somebody once sent me a note saying like, why is it you only interview your friends? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not going to apologize for having a great network of friends, but there is a reason why. Jess is on today because it, what she is such a big part of agile unemployment and going back to work. So Jess is the creator of the new job notebook, which frankly, I'm seeing it everywhere on LinkedIn. And I love that you're doing this. So if you wouldn't mind, Jess, can you give us and listeners just a little soundbite? We'll talk in depth about the notebook itself, but what this is, and maybe how you came up with the idea to do something that should have been done eons ago by somebody, and it took you coming along to do it. Oh, gosh,
1: wow. That's a big... (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> a big spot to fill. But first, before that, Sabina, I just want to say that you are somebody that I and res- I respect and admire so much. And I think that the work that you've done in this space with your book and your podcast have truly been impactful for so many people. And that's why I'm so happy to, to be here to share this stage with you right now. So I hope that what I have to share will be helpful and, and valuable to your listeners. Happy to talk about New Job Notebook. So NewDom Notebook is a guided notebook that I designed to help anyone that's starting a new job in an office or professional work setting to navigate the first days, weeks, months of their new career adventure. What exactly does that mean? Let me ask you this, Savina, and to your dear listeners of this podcast. How many of you bought a blank notebook the last time you started a new job? (laughs) I'm raising my hand. (laughs) Yeah, and I know that nobody can see this podcast right now, but I'm raising my hand too. I've done it so many times because who doesn't love the bright promise and hopeful outlook of a crisp, empty notebook? Now, the the challenge that I had was that when I started jotting things down in, in my blank notebook, I would at information, pretty much in the order that I received it. That made it difficult and, and challenging to be able to go back to and find information. And I was also trying to write down anything and everything that I could. So there wasn't always that discernment for me to know whether or not the information that I was putting in this blank notebook was important or valuable for me. It just became chaotic for me very quickly as, as I went along. As a, a learning and development LD professional and, and someone who spent decades helping onboarding thousands of new employees to organizations, I, I'd started to get a pretty good familiarity with the onboarding process itself and the basic elements that go into it. A couple of years ago during the pandemic and the emergence of the great resignation, and there was just a lot of movement and shifting around in the workforce that was happening, my first thought as an l and professional was, wow, that's a lot of onboarding and offboarding happening. <laughs> and then the idea hit me and I thought, well, wouldn't it be great if there was a notebook that was already laid out with the prompts and designated sections for all of that foundational information that employees should be taking notes on. And I know from experience that not all companies Always have a great onboarding process in place. This would be a great way to help individuals take a bit of control and responsibility for their own start at a new job. That's in a nutshell how New
0: Job Notebook was born. So much to unpack in all of that. And I'm having multiple thoughts. Full disclosure, Jess and I know each other. We're in the same learning group together. And what's running through my head, Jess, I don't know if you were there that day that we were sharing War stories about bad onboarding experiences. Were you Hmm. there that day by chance?
1: I think I remember the mention of it during, it was the beginning part of the session before we got into the topic
0: at hand. Yeah. And you're so right that it's, I think it's something that people don't think about until they're in the thick of it. And what I love about what you're doing is that you are making people responsible for their new job and but also giving them the support they need to take that ownership so it's this definitely that learning professional thing of I'm going to teach you to fish not give you the fish but I am (laughs) going to give you the line and teach you how to do it but the rest is up to you I can only do so much this is so long in coming because like in my work I know so many people feel like once they get the job that their responsibility has ended and they very much rely that their new employer is going to do the right thing by them and teach them everything that they need to know and give them all the information. But you're right. It's this tidal wave of information and it's not always given well. And sometimes there are these big missing pieces. I'm going to take you a little bit away from our planned conversation. Do you recall the book, the thirty-sixty-ninety book? There's a, uh, a book that kind of very, I think from like almost an academic level lays out what you should be doing your 30, 60, 90 days. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's I know I got lost in it. Like I'm I was a little overwhelmed. And when you were saying bringing a notebook into work, I had that book and I proudly laid it on my desk <laughs> so that everyone knew, Yeah, I know what I'm doing. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just so grateful that you have that and you have this resource, but let's switch back for a minute and let's just talk about, can you define what you mean by onboarding? Because I've been in HR offices where we've gotten into heated debates about what we mean by this. So Mm -hmm. for listeners, how do you refer to onboarding and why is this so important? Yeah, no, absolutely. And before I get into that,
1: I just want to go back to the the metaphor about the the teaching a person to fish i love that one i i also liken it to my own experiences i'm a mother the first time that i was expecting our, our firstborn, our son i think that it's that you put your focus all on the front end of things with somebody finding a new job they focus on how do i interview what's that process like yeah. how do i get the job and there's so much of that focus put on just achieving that huge challenge of just getting uh, an acceptance offer. And it's the same thing when I was expecting my first son, I spent so much time reading what to expect when expecting and (laughs) what's going on during the pregnancy part of preparing to be a parent. And once I delivered my son and I was in the hospital and now I have this, now I have the baby. Now it was like, oh, I didn't read anything or prepare myself for what do I do when I leave the hospital and now I'm at home by myself with this baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so your responsibility ends at actually oh, right. having the baby, giving birth and nothing else after that. It's It's right. that's a really great analogy to careers though. Yeah. Now that I think about it, the whole having the baby is for a child, you put so much into the actual, I'm trying to think of a really delicate way to put this, the nurturing thereof. Yes. And then now what do I do? And it's a whole different ballgame.
1: Yeah, Um, absolutely.
0: Same thing with onboarding is that traditionally
1: as a new employee, as you mentioned Sabina, we put our trust and care in the organization to take care of us at that point that, okay, I've gotten the job, now let me like see if how I can assimilate quickly into, into the organization and you're waiting for those cues and that guidance and direction to come from the company. And unfortunately, not all, all companies are, are really great at it. I think that's where we're at now. To go to your actual question that you asked me about defining onboarding. Onboarding is an organizational term that refers to the process of welcoming and integrating a new employee into the company. And It really starts from the moment a candidate accepts the job offer, much to other ideas that people have that it starts day one when you actually come in for your first day of work, but it actually starts before they start. And it can last from a few weeks to a few months and even upwards to a year. A great onboarding experience is truly foundational for longer term success and employee retention. And the thing is, Sabine, is that people are astute and they can get a sense pretty early on of whether they're going to a job and if they can see a career path there. There was a a study that was conducted a few years ago of 9,000 candidates for for work in 11 countries and they were surveyed and 91% of them said that they would consider leaving a job within the first month for a variety of reasons, 36% of whom saying that a lack of proper onboarding is one of those big reasons for them to consider leaving. I think that speaks volumes to the importance of onboarding. And if an organization is doing it right, onboarding should cover what's known as the four Cs, compliance, clarification, culture, and connection. Compliance being all the basic legal policy-related training regulations that have to be completed in order to legally employ somebody. The clarification piece comes in in terms of a clear understanding of what's expected from somebody in their new job. The culture is having a sense of the organizational norms, formal and informal, and the ways of working at that company. The last one is connection, which is all of that internal networking and the collaborative relationships that are important for somebody to develop while they're working at the company. And I I had a conversation with our mutual colleague and friend of ours, Sarah Kanistra, who we all know and love, uh, a couple of months ago, and we were talking about these four Cs, and I I like to add a fifth C that onboarding should also achieve, and that's confidence. Mm -hmm. In order to truly thrive in a new job, I think that you as a new employee should feel confident in each of those four Cs, confident that you've been given all the tools and resources needed, confident that you've been fully supported by your new manager and team to succeed, confident that your personal career goals align with this new role that you've taken on. That's exactly what my mission is with New Job Notebook is to help and inspire everyone starting a new job in an office or professional setting to embark upon their career adventure equipped with self-awareness, self-empowerment, and self-advocacy.
0: That's so great. I agree with what you say. To me, an organization will do anything to woo you and get you on board. And I know a lot of people get very seduced by that. I don't think mm-hmm. there's another word where, oh, they really like me. They took me out to lunch. They kept calling me. They sent me swag. And to me, it's more how you treat me once I come in. Yes. And I think there's almost this afterthought to the onboarding. And to me, that sets the tone for everything. And I'll go back to that learning group discussion where, we were sharing our bad onboarding experiences and you said it so well. Overwhelmingly, we all said that set the tone for how I felt about the organization my entire tenure. Mm. And I think back, I had a a client who called me up in the middle of the day and asked to talk and she was in the middle of, she had taken a job. She was in the middle of her first day of orientation and she said, I think I need to quit. Oh no. And she told me why. and All of these things were going wrong, and all of these things were happening. And I told her, I don't want to tell you one way or another, but there's a reason you called me in the middle of this. If I can ask, I want to be positive on this, but let's take care of the concerns. I love that you gave us these four criteria, and then the confidence is just great. What are some red flags that I should look for when I know I'm not in a good onboarding experience? I think
1: it really goes back to those four C's, right? I think that a lot of companies, at a minimum, if they have an onboarding, it's probably more of an orientation where it's just a singular event, day one, where they're focusing on just compliance and clarification. Those are really serving the company's needs in that aspect. Because it's really for them to make sure that they've gotten all of the admin, all of the the legal requirements needed from their end to be able to employ these new hires. And making sure that we have all the forms, documentation, all the training, so we can check off the box that, yes, we're compliant. If we're ever audited, we can say that we've provided all of these things. And then also the clarification piece in terms of, okay, providing clear expectations on the role and the responsibilities that the new employee has. So here's all the policies, here's the leave policy, here are your benefits. Being able to to provide those two things at minimum, if an organization is only focusing on that and not even really touching the culture and connection piece, then I see that as a huge red flag. And unfortunately, culture and connection can be treated by a lot of organizations as an afterthought or a nice to have as something that'll just happen as an outcome of time spent at the company. But if companies don't invest that time and that effort to engage and connect with their new employees, then the consequences can really hurt them. They say that up to 20% of turnover takes place in the first 45 days. And nearly 40% of employees who leave their jobs do so within the first six months. That provides some context around just the importance and criticality of having an onboarding process in place, because you don't get a second chance to make a first impression with a new employee. But conversely, I know you said you didn't want to keep it on a, a negative aspect, but conversely, if a new if a new employee has a great onboarding experience, then the, the statistic and the study show that 69% of them are more likely to stay with that company for at least three years. So there's definitely this direct correlation to that experience and what new employees are are feeling and experience in that first onset in the job that is impacting you know, the, the course of their career and, and possibly the the rest of their their time there at that company.
0: This is not something that organizations can avoid, but the investment in it, what you just said about having someone's tenure so dramatically impacted by a mindful effort into this onboarding process. And again, like you say one thing, and I think of 18 questions, I'm trying not to like <laughs> inundate you, but my mind's going a million different places know as well. I this great. We might have to come back already. We're not even like <laughs> minutes into it. Okay, I need to do this again. A, a couple of things. And I love that you say, like, the main thing is, are your needs being served as an employee? And I think that's a recent paradigm shift of employees. I say it all the time that I feel like, and people have laughed at me and I'm cool with it. We're in this golden age of employment in my mind because I do think employees are in the driver's seat. They learned either through the pandemic or the resignation that they are the asset and they should be treated as such, not just in the wooing stage, but in the tenure stage of being somewhere. That's how you know you're valued. You're told that all the time. This is a way to do that. A lot of people might not know you made a nuance here. The difference between onboarding and orientation, you alluded to it. Can you talk a little (laughs) more about that? I think most of us are used to the orientation, not the onboarding. Absolutely. Onboarding really should
1: be viewed as more of the holistic experience that a person has joining a new company and it's the point of them being welcomed in and to the point that they feel like they're thriving and that they are really integrated within the processes and and what they're doing. Versus an orientation is really that four hour or eight hour or maybe two day session where you come in and you're going through those compliance things. Have you verified your identification, filled out all the forms? Have you gone through the safety training where they, tell you how to use a fire extinguisher in the case of an emergency in the building, going through benefits, all of those things. An orientation is really just an event versus an onboarding is truly the journey of getting a a new employee integrated into the company and into their role and into the culture.
0: Thank you. That was great. And I, I feel like my own personal experience, more... Prep, more attention was put to that orientation than the on and it definitely the organizations where that happened it was reflected in other things that they did and i always thought it was like the the party that distracts you <laughs> from the other things that that need to happen and it's nice to get the free breakfast and coffee right. or swag or so forth but i guess that onboarding as you say is definitely more essential Yeah. Otherwise you're, you're having like smoke and mirrors and you're getting catfished. (laughs) I I didn't want to say it. I'm glad I I totally jump on board with that and, and say that, uh, what are some things I should be looking out for to know that it's a good company? We talked about the fact, just the attention to all four C's, but is there granular detail that you think I should really know, especially maybe this is my first job Mm -hmm. and I don't know what to expect.
1: Yeah, no, it's a good question. And I can use an example of the company that I'm at right now that I feel like is really on track with an onboarding experience. Of course, I may be a bit biased because I'm responsible for the company onboarding program there, but I work at Wise right now. And Wise is a, a global tech company that's building the best way to move and manage money around the world. And our mission is money without borders for everyone everywhere. Everything that we do is centered around creating a world of money that's fast, easy, fair, and open to all. All of our employees, which we call wisers, have a purpose in their job and we learn at speed and and we can see the impact that we're having. As you might imagine, we're very culture driven. We have over 5,000 WISERs globally, mostly spanning 11 key office locations. It's important for us to make sure that all WISERs, no matter where they are in the world, what role they're taking on, that they all have a clear understanding of our mission, our values, and our vision and direction for the future. Our onboarding program reflects that. We've put a lot of thought and planning to developing an onboarding experience that sets wisers up for success. In other words, we don't bring them in and say, okay, here's your laptop, here's your mouse, order a monitor from the IT department and Go on your merry way to your job and start learning how to pull reports and whatever your day to day is. We really want to make sure that wisers understand our values, one of which is this isn 't just a job we 're a revolution. We want to make sure that we have individuals that really have an understanding of who we are as a company, what we stand for, what our values are, and we want wisers who resonate with that and share and and you know feel themselves aligned to that mission as well because we we strongly believe that. If you're really connected with the culture and the connection and the networking and that relationship building then it makes us all so much more productive and so much more effective in the work that we're doing and is going to really help the customers that we're here to serve wise is also very data-driven and transparent in everything that we do we also run a lot of regular internal surveys um, and gather feedback from all of our employees to make sure that wiser's voices are heard And in this way, we've been able to redesign and just iterate on our onboarding program to continue to evolve and improve it. It's an ongoing process. We're never quite there. We're always looking at how can we continue to adapt and make sure that we're meeting the needs of everyone.
0: It's a continuous thing. It's not one and done. Right. It has to change as culture changes and it's not just updating the slides. It's everything. (laughs) And your thoughtfulness to The Notebook and everything that you've laid out in it really struck me. The thing that I love about it is that blueprint, that model that you have in it,
1: your mm. acronym.
0: And I was hoping you could humor me and <laughs> explain it to everyone. Because i it's one of those things when you first told it to me, I was like, oh, God, I really wish I'd thought of that. And after I got over my jealousy, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But If you wouldn't mind, walk through the model that you lay out for people who use the notebook. And just to the degree of detail you're comfortable with. Yeah, no, absolutely. And trust me, when I came up with it, I thought,
1: surely somebody has already done something similar, I must have gotten this idea as a a secondhand unconscious idea that that was just floating around the back of my mind. And when I started doing research and Googling and searching around for it, I couldn't find it. And I thought, wow. I I really was flabbergasted. <laughs> so I'm as much surprised as anybody that I'm the one that came up with this and and um, oh. has
0: put this together. But real quick, I'm going to interrupt. I'm not surprised you came up with it. I know you. Uh, <laughs> I think it's great. So <laughs> no, I don't I, want, I don't want that to be questioned at all. So back to your model. I love it. You did come up with it. Thanks, Savina. So when I started thinking about
1: how to organize New Job Notebook, I wanted to make sure that I really broke things down in a way that would make sense from a new employee's point of view, because I've always worked in this space from the point of view of a learning and development professional, but also having started new jobs and being in that um, experience myself as a new employee, I was really trying to be mindful of what would really help somebody that Maybe this was their first job, first professional office job that they were going into, how could I make it so that it, it broke things down in a really, you know, easy to follow format. That's how I came up with the IATRA model for individual centered onboarding. It is an acronym. It stands for individual organization, team, role, and ambition the whole idea is that as you're learning and joining a new company new organization it's important for you to start high level learn about the organization itself what's their mission what's their values do you resonate with that Um, does that fall in line with your own personal values and where you see yourself going or what you want from an organization do you know the products and services that the company Um, offers so many times because I'm not always in a customer facing or product facing role. I'm a lot of times in HR and support services. There have been so many times where I've been in an organization where I really don't know what we do. I just do this aspect of the business side of the the company and being able to understand what your company is all about what they stand for and what services they provide is is so important for you to feel connected to them and really be able to see the impact that you have then as you learn your organization then you shift over into learning about your team who is your new lead who are your team members how do you collaborate with each other what is your role or your involvement to the big picture of the organization Then you start honing in on your role itself. What was the specific position that you were hired for? What are the skills and capabilities that you're bringing to the role? And what are things that maybe you have gaps in that you'll need to develop or need to upskill on to be successful longer term in this position? And then the last thing is ambition. And this is where it really stands out in New Job Notebook is this, this framing of onboarding As it relates to you as an individual, how does this new job fit into the bigger picture that you have for your overall career journey? What is it that you're hoping this role that you're starting right now serves you? Is it a stepping stone? Is this your dream job? How do you become a master at it? Or is this leading you to a different phase of your career journey? And there's a lot of just reflective questions in that new job notebook is organized in the flow of the Syatra model. As you're getting to know and settling into a new job, you'll answer prompts and capture really valuable information about your organization, your team, your role, as well as your career ambition. All of the sections are framed from the perspective of how they relate to you as an individual.
0: My favorite part of the model is the A, ambition. We're so focused on the day and not the tenure. So you start and even if someone gives you all four C's and maybe even adds that confidence piece in, you're so focused on the role that you have that organizations seldom think about how this person will grow in an organization. And the A sets people up who use this notebook to... Be present, but also think long-term.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That Ownership. I love that.
1: Yeah. And I think that organizations now are starting to come to the realization. There is this movement that's happening. And if a person is unhappy in their current work situation, they don't have to stay. They have the choice to be able to leave. There is a lot more, I don't want to say pressure, but there is a lot more responsibility for organizations to, as you said, woo, and really attract in talent, and to also be able to live up to those expectations and those things that they say that they stand for in order to keep the talent. But it is never too early, as we were saying, to be thinking about how this new job fits into your big picture. I think that's the biggest thing for people to remember is that you do have the ability to take control and take the driver's seat in your career journey, however early it is in your career, or if you've had many summers or walks around the block (laughs) in your career, for New Job Notebook to be applicable to anyone starting a new role in a new company, whether it's a new grad starting fresh in their career, maybe one of those high school students that you were talking to, or maybe somebody that's more experienced in their career, pivoting to something new, or somebody who loves blank notebooks and is just looking for a better way to stay organized when they're joining a new company. And since I've launched, I've received so much positive feedback. There was one person, for example, who wrote a review to say that new job notebook was actually helpful to them, although they had already been in their role for almost a year, which was surprising to me because I thought, oh, It would have been too late for them to use it but they said that it was a great tool for them to use as reflection and to reinforce the things that they learned during their onboarding but it also helped them to identify some questions that They didn't think of and should have been asked earlier on and now they were able to go back and fill in some of those gaps after having used new job notebooks examples such as this also have me thinking of other scenarios where new job notebook can be beneficial and and impactful for people and right now i'm thinking of your audience sabina and, and anyone that you're helping who's currently unemployed those who may have been unemployed for an extended amount of time. Those who were perhaps laid off, or those who really had to make a tough decision to leave a toxic work environment. I've been in this position myself, and I, I know the the emotional and psychological toll that it can take. When I started out with New Job Notebook, I was only imagining the profile of an excited, enthusiastic, proactive individual that was happily starting a new job, but. Now I can imagine someone who is, yes, happy or relieved to be starting a new job, but also deep down might really be anxious or nervous or even a bit scared about starting a new job. New job notebook, I'm not saying is a silver bullet and it's not going to take away those feelings completely, but it is a tool that can help give you a sense of preparedness and self-empowerment. To be an active driver in your onboarding experience and hopefully help to build some of that confidence for yourself so that you're going into it feeling equipped and ready to take on this new challenge and knowing that you can do it.
0: I will tell you as someone who's created something, other people will find ways to use your creation in ways you didn't even imagine And it's just this wonderful thing of part of me is like, oh, I wish I'd thought about that. And then there's this other thing of, wow, you found this helpful and you've innovated with it. And it's, I'm not surprised people are coming back to you. I'm definitely not surprised that people who are more tenured, who you wouldn't think would be part of your audience are starting to be this other core audience for you. I'm not at all surprised knowing your creativity, knowing the structure of things, you're addressing something hasn't really been addressed, as you pointed out earlier, and not at all surprised. I think you're going to continue to find that. I'm just so happy that people are finding it and that you provide it. I think of it as like Dumbo's feather. (laughs) It's like he doesn't really need it, but it gives him this confidence. And I think your notebook is definitely far more than the feather because (laughs) you do provide that structure. But if your organization doesn't have a great program, you know what should be done and you can Mm -hmm. ask for it. So how would you suggest I've started a job? I've got the notebook. I've got my cool pen that I've also got for my first day of work, making my notes online or whatever I'm doing. Should this be something I take to my manager? Or should this be something that's just for me? How do you suggest that I weave this into my daily work? Oh, that's a great
1: question. It all depends, right, on on your own personal experience, your level of comfort with it, how you intend to really put into the notebook itself and the prompts that are given. I think that it's a great idea to talk with your hiring lead, your new manager, and let them know that, Hey, I have this notebook. I may be referring back to it. I have some questions and this is uh, just a guide that I'm using. Companies and organizations and hiring managers should also find this super helpful because it does take in a sense, a little bit of that pressure off of them to feel like they have to provide everything for the, the new joiner. And it's something that can benefit both sides of the table. Um, I, I also have a vision of potentially providing New Job Notebook to companies that they can use this and say, hey, we, maybe it's a small organization that doesn't have a huge budget or have a, a really extensive learning and development team. Maybe this is something that can help alleviate some of that pressure of trying to develop something. This provides a basic framework for any new employee. It's pretty high level enough that it can apply to any professional workplace because it's all of the relevant foundational pieces of information as far as information about the organization, information about the team, information about your role. And then the added aspect of the ambition there is really for the individual to help them in their own personal journeys.
0: I was definitely thinking like organization should be banging down your door saying, (laughs) doing like to do this as a learning professional in an organization, creating an onboarding program or a tool, that's an incredible amount of work. So you are, you could, this could be a time saver, a money saver for organizations. Mm-hmm. Please Give Jess a call uh, <laughs> and ask for her guidance and assistance. I'm just going to put that out there for you. <laughs> I have business Um, pricing available for companies that are interested. (laughs) I'm Jess's agent and please reach out. I will will get you a good deal. I promise. We could talk about this forever, but I know we have a time limit here. Mm -hmm. What's next for you in the new job notebook? What's going on? What's on your agenda?
1: I launched New Job Notebook at the end of this summer, so we're really just getting started. My big focus right now is visibility, getting the word out there. 100% of the feedback that I've gotten has been positive, and especially when someone has a copy in their hands, they remark on the quality and the design of it, and flipping through the pages, people can really feel and see the care and thought I've put into the layout and the structure of it. And I apologize, I didn't get a chance to to send these to you prior to us recording this, Sabina, but I'm going to send you a couple of copies and perhaps you can save one, share one or use it as a, a giveaway to one of your clients or maybe one of your listeners. Because I think that once people really see and have an opportunity to touch and feel and use New Job Notebook, they start thinking of, oh, this would help me in my job or I'm about to get a new job or let me have one on hand for when I do make my next career career move, because chances are that's going to happen at some point, or you think of family or friends of, oh, my cousin is graduating, and they're about to start their new job. It's a great gift idea, something that's really practical, and will add value versus I don't know a plush or, you know, (laughs) like a pen or or something (laughs) else.
0: (laughs) Oh, remember the graduation present of the really nice pen that you never used and (laughs) lost? Uh, Oh, it was so well intended. So much better than that. Um, Yeah.
1: And if anyone is interested in learning more about New Job Notebook, you can check out our website, newjobnotebook.com. It's available on Amazon. So you can also do an Amazon search as well and find us there. And we're also on social media. So you can go ahead and follow us at New Job Notebook. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. So follow us there and help me grow. Grow our our following and uh, appreciate the time, Sabina, especially from you. I can't thank you enough for getting the the stage to to talk about new job notebook and what I'm I'm
0: hoping to do in helping other people start their new jobs. It's a better way to start a new job. Absolutely, thank you so much for coming and talking about the notebook. And I know we've only scratched the surface. (laughs) If you think that onboarding is not significant or important, you just listen to us talk for how long and. Jess, I could do this all day, seriously, (laughs) Uh, because there's so much detail. Get the notebook, follow Jess on social media. We'll have all of the links for you. Is there anything else that you want to address with the audience since you have them captivated right now? Anything else they need to know or should know about you or the notebook? Well, if you've
1: lasted this long in the conversation, then thank you. Appreciate you (laughs) listening. (laughs) And if you'd like to connect with me, I'm also on LinkedIn as well. Feel free to send me a message. Let me know. You heard me here on Agile Unemployment Podcast with Sabina. I'd love to hear from you and any feedback that you have about onboarding or
0: new job notebook. Excellent. Yes. Thank you so much for coming on. I know we're at a busy time of year, a busy time for you. I think we will be having you back if We'd I love can it. get you to uh, think about that. And we'll talk more about the notebook and other things. So thanks everyone for listening. And again, I cannot say thank you enough to Jess for coming on board. And thank you, Sabina.
1: Thanks again. I, again, I'm so in awe of the work that you do and happy to be here
0: and to hopefully help your audience as well in some small way. Thank you. And there you have it for today. I hope you learned something or heard something today that is helping you as you are in your out of work journey and that will help you normalize the conversation about being out of work. If you heard something that resonated with you, please show us support, subscribe, like, or comment on something. If you'd like to learn more information, You can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Sabina Sula. I'm the only one. You can also reach out to me on my website, reworkingworks.com. You can also email me at S S U L A T at reworking.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you want to know about private coaching, more about the book, more about the podcast. I wish you luck in your getting back to work journey. I hope that you've learned something here that if it hasn't made that journey a little shorter, it's at least made it a little easier. Until next time, thanks for joining.